2: We are back. The time is six oh seven. one line open one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. The prophet Isaiah plainly said, We are living in times where our transgressions are multiplied and our sins are testifying against us. And he says, We are living in times where judgment is turned away backward and justice stands afar off, for truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth. And the person that departs from evil makes himself a prey. And the Lord sees it, and it displeases him that there is no righteous judgment. What am I describing? I'm describing the world in which we live now, where if you tell the truth, you are punished. Let me read an article to you that's just outstanding. It's about Smith's College. A staffer quits over anti-white racism. This is what she says. A staffer at Smith College has resigned publishing a letter accusing the elite women's university of creating a racially hostile environment against white people. Jody Shaw used to be a student support coordinator at the Massachusetts College, but recently sent a resignation letter to its leadership saying the environment left her physically and mentally debilitated. I'm sure some of you teachers and some of you social workers out there know exactly what she's saying. She says, I quote, I can no longer work in this environment, nor can I remain silent about the matter so central to basic human dignity and freedom, she said in her letter published uh, by columnist Barry Weiss. Smith's College didn't immediately respond to a request uh, to the comment, but as an alumni of the private liberal arts institution, Shaw said the culture had changed forcibly After 2018 incident, when a black student accused a white staffer of racism for calling campus security on her an investigation showed no evidence of racial bias. But the college put it it in place a list of initiatives aimed at fighting. Here it is systemic racism on campus. Yet the ideology driving the efforts seem more concerned with, watch this, inflaming anti-white sentiment rather than mitigating any form of racism based on Shaw's account. She says, I endured racially hostile comments. I was expected to participate in racially prejudicial behavior as a continued condition of my employment. I endured meetings in which another staff member violently banged his fist on the table, chanting rich white women, rich white women, in reference to Smith's alumni. I listened to my supervisor openly name preferential racial quotas for job openings in our department. I was given supplemental literature in which the world's population was reduced to two categories dominant group members, and subordinate group members. Now y'all know what that system is deriving from, don't you? You know it's deriving from a Marxist socialist narrative. She said it was based solely on characteristics like race. She also says, every day I watch my colleagues manage student conflict through the lens of race projecting rigid assumptions and stereotypes on students, thereby reducing them to the color of their skin. I am asked to do the same as well as to support curriculum for students that teaches them to project on uh, those same stereotypes and assumptions onto themselves and others. She says, I believe such a correct curriculum is dehumanizing. It prevents authentic connection and undermines the moral agency of young people who are just beginning to find their way in the world. She said another staffer with whom she spoke was also deeply troubled by the development. But watch this now. They were too terrified to speak out about it. In January of 2020, Shaw said she attended a mandatory staff retreat focused on racial issues. She said she wasn't comfortable answering personal questions from a hired facilitator about race and racial identity. And we all know why, because she would have had all that information put in a file and used against her down the line. Later, the facilitators told everyone present that a white person's discomfort at discussing their race is a symptom of white fragility. Most of us know that's D'Angelo's doctrine dominating the narrative in these elite schools. They said that that white person may seem like they are in distress, but that it is actually a power play. In other words, this lady says, because I am white, my genuine discomfort was framed as an act of aggression. I was shamed and humiliated in front of all my colleagues. Now, many of you guys know that this particular event is going on all across college campuses, and if it could occur, it will occur on jobs. It doesn't happen on jobs as easily, and you guys know that uh, many workplaces are failing to be able to implement this anti-racist policy, but this is part of what I was talking about in my opening narrative. People are afraid to tell the truth. All you need to do is ask anyone coming from a communist country, a socialist country, what that means. The moment that we stop telling the truth, they have the power over us. It's really a shame. It's sad because this is going to be the common agenda going forward. It's not about freedom on their part. It's about power. The power of the narrative makes them right. And many people are cowering under it because they need to work. This here is an analogy of the mark of the beast. You must know it. And if any man will buy or sell, he must first receive the mark of the beast. If not, he won't be able to buy or sell, won't be able to make a living, won't be able to do life unless he submits to. This postmodern framework of anti-racism that fundamentally is making uh, uh, irredeemable uh, 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 punishment upon Caucasian people for slavery four hundred years ago. It this is going to destroy our country. You just need to know that it's going to be destructive to our country. And real Christians are going to have to stand up for teaching the truth about what real humanity is and what the real solutions are. And you're going to suffer for it because this model is really set up to oppose a biblical worldview and it's going to challenge your faith. That lady had enough gall to resign and then to tell her story while we still have a few news outlets that are willing to air her story because they don't fear compromise. That comes out of the Epic Times, by the way. The Epic Times is like a bunch of new Uh, media outlets that are standing up against your major, uh, uh, you know, major outlets. Uh, And and that is the nature of truth. Ultimately, one of my one of my greatest confidences is this before I go to the break. We'll come back with our phone calls. This is my hope for real. That truth will be bold enough to stand up in places where people need it and want it to create communities that are willing to push back against this bullying system that is presently dominating society on the left. This is what you get uh, with the new administration. This is what you get with the new power. This is exactly what the election was all about. And here it is now. It's gonna increase. Unless the sovereign God intervenes with his people And with freedom-loving human beings who implement right uh, ethical and moral protocols to push back against it. That's my prayer, that God would raise up trillionaires all over the planet whose economic power will have the ability to create new venues and new spaces and new opportunities for humanity to actually breathe, breathe in and out the truth as it is in Jesus. Gotta take a break. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. And we are back. The time is 620 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We have one line open if you want to call in. one one let us go to line number two and talk with Misty in San Francisco. Misty, are you there?
3: <laughs> yes, I'm here.
2: Hey, what's going on?
3: Hey, Pastor. Check it out. I think you're talking about a lot of really important things tonight. And when you started out with your, um, your monologue, it was really interesting. Freedom. Because I had just, I just, well, the part the part I caught was when you were saying, when you state something and you're telling somebody, and the way that I took it was, they're disbelieving what you're saying. Personally. Sure and i i just had that happen it was kind of weird i just had just addressed someone a really really nice man that every time i see him uh he'll counter whatever it might be that i say like politely hmm. it'll be like a an undercut of a jig. sure and uh, it happened about it happened about five times which is really strange because i'll say oh you know i don't feel good. i'm really sick and i'll say oh no no you're fine <laughs> and then i'll say oh you know uh, i'm dealing with some really stressful situations he said no there's no stress so you know so this time I just thought you know what I'm just going to say this nicely I said it's important for you not to counter what somebody's telling you when they're telling you the truth now you have to consider the source you have to consider the source right and that's the thing the world is tricky and a lot of things are lies so if you're just disbelieving everything you know you're countering the truth to someone who's actually being honest with you
0: Uh, how
3: did
2: he respond
3: uh, he kind of tried to squirm out of it right. a, a, to a degree, but he wasn't, right. uh, you know, and then he just said, well, 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 we'll, well, well I'll have to discuss, I'll discuss that. I said, no, you know, really honest, I'm just going to tell you, you, you don't want to counter, for example, if you go home and you, and you're countering your wife every time she's telling you something, because you know, if he does it with me, doing it with someone else, it's just kind of part of his behavior. Yeah. And I said, you know, kind of like cops. Uh, Cops are used to dealing with criminals, so if you come up and you're innocent, they're going to kind of just see you as a criminal in 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 some ways right off, because there's a lot of, and you know, so I think it has to do with you know that person's environment or their upbringing or whatever else went with it. But I just, you know, for me, it was just a very cut and dry situation. I'm I'm laying out a boundary. This this is the truth with me when you're dealing with me, and then I just kind of went back to you know, okay, here's, here's some candy I brought you and, and whatever. But I, I don't like to be countered every time I'm revealing my heart and my soul. Cause I don't think, uh, that's correct. I agree. Um, and I know in this world, right. There's, you know, I, I mean, it's okay. And in reference to freedom, you know, I know there's supposed to be freedom at the cross and all that, but, uh, I guess when you're in battle, there's just maybe a little less freedom. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of chains to Christ, and then the enmity with the world,
2: mm-hmm. and the
3: enmity coming at you all the time because you're kind of sticking out like a sore thumb. And it could be for this, it could be for that.
2: Right. And
3: I also related to what woman was stating because. I don't know if there is a different spirit that's come across our land, the spirit of oppression, the spirit of confusion. But I it is. Understand. What do you
2: mean? How do you, not, how do you not know that? You know that. No, you know we are no, immersed no, 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 in no, those I, two.
3: No. Right. But I'm saying in reference to even believers now as opposed to Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's
2: on oh, yeah. to it's, it's, it's yeah. believers, too. You, you have to see that talking, this is. I'm
3: not talking about. I'm not talking about just the year. I mean, I've been doing this for about the last six years.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, um, I wanted to commend her for, you know, uh, stating the things that were hard to say uh, that right. she said. But I think that was a really good path for her to be on to start out. You know, and it may trickle over to other people, and we could pray into that oppression and that confusion. Right. I pray that God would lift that blanket because it's really pretty heavy. I understand
2: that. It is. Um, it it is. It's heavy. Sorry. I mean, it's right. that's what I see. That's that's what I'm seeing every day, and and right. and and uh, and people are reacting to it differently. Like you said, she did a better job, and that's why we do want to pray for her because at least she's coming to the community. And she's taking advantage of our freedoms. One freedom we have right now is the, the marketplace of being able to come together on a Christian level like we're doing now. This won't be. This platform won't be here forever. You know that. It's just not part of the game plan. So at some point, it's going to be narrow and isolated and a few here and a few there just well, because well, I mean, the of the power shift. I've already, I've
3: already been, you know, isolated, so to speak. Uh, Protected. Right. So the only thing I can do now is I can reach out a little bit through a I don't know a lot of the a lot of the how do you say online platforms are, are also very stressful because it's sure it's just amnesty, amnesty, amnesty. Yep. Yeah. You know, so maybe we're going to have to share personal emails and personal numbers or whatever as things start to get more and more uh, complicated. But I mean, the problem that I find and it, it's probably I'd say more directed. With me, it's not across the board. Sure. When you, know, when you are complex and when you are living or, oxymoronic realities and you are coming from different angles, it'll, it's going to be more complex. So I wish yeah. it could be so simple. I wish I could yeah. just say, oh, you know, let's have, I, every day I try to simplify it, but trust me, it is right. not. It's right. almost not possible. It's kind of like being in Rubik's Cube. I yep. to get out of it and just thank god please can you just let me out just for an hour and i rarely get out uh maybe once twice a month maybe it'll it'll lay off for a minute for an hour mm-hmm. or two and
2: mm-hmm. that's fabulous <laughs> well but and some people deal with it differently too that's uh-huh. like you know you you're conditioned she's not she's not conditioned for that no, I mean, and I, that's I, what I'm out,
3: though i mean i'm not conditioned conditioned to all the trauma. i mean i'm conditioned But the trauma and the confusion and the fact that it's been kind of relentless for a while, and you just want a breath of fresh air. Like, what I find is, you know, like the other guy that called earlier, you know, he's kind of like, oh, there's liberty in the Lord, everything's great. You know, and some people have a more of a lighter life that's happening. They They may go to work. They may have a few, you know, friends at work and then some enemies, but, you know, more friends, and then they have some friends at their church, and then they go home and they may have... For family, so they're going to have some movies, they're going to have friends. You know, where me, out here, it's just, it's just a lot of enmity. And right. the, be- the beauty that I find and the, the, the peace that I find is basically in nature. I just, I mean, the only time I really can get peace is when I look at stars and I look at God's creation and I smell the air and I, you know, go to the ocean. Mm-hmm. But the world is just... You know, it's it's hard because I want to find that freedom. I want to find that, you know, but to me, the narrow path, I mean, those who laugh now will weep later. Right. And those who weep now will laugh later. So it's actually reversed. Yep. And, I, you know, I come across some Christians, I mean, I would like your opinion on this. I don't know if it's the prosperity movement or not, because everything for them is, Everything is joy, everything is joy, everything is joy. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't see that in the world. I know we're supposed to have joy in the Lord, but we're trying to pull people from dangerous places. We're trying to stay away from the enemy's attacks. We're trying, you know, and they just want to say that everything's great, everything's fine, everything's fine. And I don't feel that.
2: Well, you know, you reality, know, better. You know better than that. I got to take a hard break, but you know better than that. You know that the reality is, is that um, that our labor is to deliver men and women out of pits, out of bondages, out of snares, out of traps out of systems of deception and deceit. That is the call of the church militant. And the only place of rest for us right now is in the spirit as we look to Christ. And like you said, God gives some of us little methods of escape. Nature is absolutely phenomenal. I thank God for it. We all do. This is why I always open up my program talking about the beautiful weather, because I thank God for really good weather. Our brothers and sisters up in uh in, uh, in Alaska, you know, suffer depression because of it being dark so many times uh, months out of the year. But keep fighting a good fight of faith and then just keep checking in because that's what we're going to have to do. Check in with one another to make sure that uh, we're dealing with reality. I got to take a hard break. Thanks for the call. When we come back, we'll continue with your phone calls on this Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. And we are back. The time is 625 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Um, let me see here. Let's go to line number one and talk with Mark in San Jose. Mark, are you there?
1: Yes, I am. You know, I originally called to talk about that timeline, that chart that I made to you uh, in regards to it being 4,000 years
2: Mark. from uh, Adam to Christ. But uh, Mark, I couldn't believe stuff it about when Mark. You just... Mark, find something else to talk about. I don't want to talk about that. Okay, yeah. So I want to talk about John MacArthur. What happened?
1: Tell us more. Elaborate. I just heard it in uh, what you said. Uh, Tell us more. Elaborate.
2: About what?
1: About John MacArthur
2: being in jail. No, he's not. That's not John. John's not in jail. It's Brother Coates. He's a... a, uh, he's a he's a he's a, a, a he's a graduate of the master seminary he's one of john's students uh and i oh, might even be oh. yeah no not john i'm it, everybody in the news would know that I, that would be on c n n fox news if if they put john in jail we would all know uh no this is oh, one geez. of his cohorts
1: this is one of his uh guys that he teaches the bible and he and he's at the college you say
2: No, he has his own church in Canada and they have been open as is John, as are we and a few other churches in the Canada uh, legal system has been watching him for a year and they finally put him in. He knew he was going. He's online. You can find it online. He knew he knew he was going to end up getting arrested because they want to arrest Christians for their constitutional rights. And that's That's what happened. I mean, he he talked about it. He's a clean cut guy, young, young kid, smart, uh, humble. Uh, You know, we're not trying to create we're not trying to start anything. We're just trying to operate out of the freedom of our constitutional rights. He he knew they were coming after him. And Canada is stricter in their hostility to the gospel, even than America. I know that might sound weird. And because we live in uh, California, you know, we, we, we have a little bit of heat, as you know, Mr. McClure out there at uh, Calvary Chapel has been through some of this. But the heat that we have is nowhere near the way it is in Canada and in communist socialist countries around the world. So it's coming here, but it's not here yet. This is where we got to count our blessings. But we do need to pray for Pastor Coates, C-O-A-T-E-S, because he didn't do anything wrong. They didn't have any kind of outbreaks of all kinds of COVID-19 throughout the congregation. That was proven to be the case. That's one of the things he was willing to show the CDC and the health department there that they didn't have any break outbreaks. And they, they've got a couple hundred people in their congregation. And and as, as with us, there are no outbreaks going on at Grace uh, for which it would have been justified to shut down and And have everybody stay home if that was happening but we know those things are not happening so we realize that we're dealing with some some policies that are designed to control and shut down free assembly as well as free speech now because he can't preach so they've they've silenced the witness other than the fact that he's testifying by his obedience to Christ so that's what's going on there for which we need to pray for him because that's gonna happen here as well so that's what that was uh that was about
1: well i i'm down here getting uh signatures to uh get uh recall gavin newsom
2: and i remember
1: when he was mayor and john MacArthur, uh you know was on cnn with larry King, and that's quite interesting of an interview if you all want to look that up and i you know, inadvertently, you know, he's behind. I mean, I know Canada's Canada and we're the United States, but, uh, you know, it's all it's all hatred against the Lord. There, there was a French priest there named Cheneke, Charles Cheneke. And I gave you that book. You remember? fifty? Yeah, years no,
2: I, I know wrong. Cheneke. Yeah, I know. I know about yeah. Cheneke. He, he's he's a he's a he's one of the stalwarts that you just got him in every community. You got him in every yeah. era. You got him in every uh church system, and he exposed a lot of what was going on in the Catholic system. As you and I know, the deep state is everywhere, and but we have to be wise about this. We have to be wise about how we deal with it because we don't want to do more harm than good. We don't want to see images in the mirror uh, and they appear closer than what they really are, i.e. i.e. date setting. We're not getting into date setting, Mark, as you, me, and Nobody. Because that doesn't profit anybody. What we want to do is preach the gospel and warn this world about this uh, this 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 B system that is starting to become much more uh, encroaching upon our, our liberties and our rights. That's what we have to be careful about. Listen, thanks for the call. Let me go to line number uh, uh, number three and talk with Gloria in uh, Winnipeg, Canada. Gloria, are you there? Hi, hi,
4: Pastor hi, how Jesse. Hi,
2: Gloria. How are you?
4: I I'm not too bad, but here the, what I was going to tell you about you you brought it up.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tell but me about it. it. You, it's really you guys it's are so, there. You guys are going through it. True, I tell I me what's going on. It, to
4: be honest, uh-huh. um, but there's not there's not. Uh, why do you think I've been listening to you for the last seven years and almost anybody I get a chance to talk to? Uh, matter of fact, I had the pest control young guy come over to get rid of ants in our apartment and i told him about you and i told he says well i'm not very religious i said well just start listening to him i said he's doing the book of revelation and you'll learn things about the book of revelation and and what's going on today and stuff you know and and how and uh so he said okay he says i promise you i'll listen so i'm praying that he is so
2: i do too I do yeah, too.
4: And and then I tell others and I have a quite a few that are I know are listening. They think you're great. So Thank you. so do I. I've been learning so much, but and I've been so blessed and um I got to be honest with you. I kind of I like the mens uh messages.
2: <laughs> you like the Saturday mens meetings too?
4: Yes, I do.
2: Yeah. I really Listen. Do. Listen, most of the ladies that are really rigorously studying with us, this is a dirty secret. Me and the men know this. The men already know this. They will call in and confirm. Most of the ladies that are serious Bible students in our circle listen to the men's study too, because we really do kind of go deep into things that are of interest to you. So uh, they've been doing that. They've been sneaking in, going into our audio room and taking the men's study, even though we tell them... You have to be careful about what we say because we're talking men stuff. But I totally get it because you you really want to get a, a a really good parameter on what's going on. So I don't I don't blame you. At a certain age, I don't mind whether men or women are listening to either the men or the women's study that we do. So uh, have at it, have at it, Gloria. How are yeah. you guys doing in that atmosphere up there with all of that crazy stuff going on?
4: Um, well. Um i'm concerned for this pastor because he has to have a certain amount of pe- uh, people and um up here in canada uh the the sovereign grace teaching the teaching of sovereign grace is uh it's not that popular
2: <laughs> not at all
4: no and uh we're very much um uh, you know sometimes i find myself saying oh i wish i could talk to pastor jesse uh, I'm not a very educated person. I've I've had uh, uh, a really hard life. Uh, had a sure. terrible accident when I was five, and I, I think that totally changed things with me. But I've always, I've always had a love and a zeal for the Lord.
2: Yeah, and that's the main thing. I'm gonna tell you, Gloria. The main thing is a love and a zeal for Christ. That fire is going to get you through all of the difficulties in your life. If if somehow God is gracious enough to all of us to allow a line of communication where we can keep hearing the gospel, uh, you know, in spite of all of the stuff that's going on, that will sustain us. It will be like uh, Elijah being fed by the raven when he was being exiled and persecuted by Jezebel and Ahab. It's kind of the way the true church is today. Uh, it's alarming. But thank God for our technology. Thank him for radio. Thank him yeah. for our internet. Thank him for uh, the measures of freedom we have right now. Um, because, you know, tomorrow is not promised. None of us know what tomorrow may bring. And so here we are right now. we got about 15 minutes before the program is over with. And we get to enjoy talking about the things of the Lord and it was radio that God helped sustain my soul when I was a young young man just budding into my 20s and here I am now 60 years old and uh sharing the word of God with the world I never would have thought it but here I am by the grace of God doing what I love and uh and I know that it makes a difference particularly in cities and in countries where people can't hear the gospel we hear people in pakistan we hear people in africa on our live stream and we know that they're dealing with all kind of crazy hell this is this is where we have to be sober minded and thankful so count your blessings my sister count your blessings and and thank god for radio and internet so far
4: yes and uh that precious lady um marlis talking just a little while ago oh okay my heart just went
2: went out to her and I oh, yeah, could relate. God. Got it. Yep. And keep and, her in uh, prayer. Keep her in me. prayer because, you know, when people open up like that publicly, they're, they're really asking for help. So
3: yeah,
2: our lives, our lives can get messy because, you know, of all kinds of things. And when it gets messy, we can't get out on our own. And so she needs help out. So we got to yeah. pray for that. I got to take a heart break. Thanks for the call. Make sure you call once a month or, every other month or what have you. Got to take a break, you guys. We'll be right back. Yes, we are. Lifeline on this Monday edition with your host, Jesse Gistin. Let's go to line four, talk with James from the Bay. Line number four, James, are you there?
0: Yes, sir, my brother. How you doing, my
2: man? I'm great, man. What's going on with you?
0: Well, I was just trying to find a scripture that was going to try to help me remind what I want to speak on, and it's based
2: on your opening monologue regarding the freedom, uh-huh. Well, can you yeah, quote that, that part way. of it? Can you name that tune in two words? Sure. And maybe I can help you finish it.
0: Well, it's the it's based on the greatest conspiracy theory where uh, the, I think it was the Roman officials or Jewish officials that had told the, the, the guards to lie about the resurrection.
2: Yeah, that's Matthew chapter them. 26. That's Matthew 27. Ain't no doubt about it. They, they, And they assured them. I was just working on a particular Greek concept called assurance. And they actually uh, uh, lied, told them to lie about it. I love where you're going with this. We can spend the next few minutes develop, developing this. They lied about the resurrection and they paid money to secure men to perpetuate that lie over against the truth narrative that we know is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's in the gospel of Matthew uh, chapter 27. Anyhow, yes, just spit it, man. Let me hear what you got to say.
0: Well, you know, as I, as I sit around, you know, and just look at everything that's going on with this divide and conquer mentality, that's what I'm going to call it. Um, yeah. Where you, yeah. you divide the masses, you know, you've got masses of people Like, for example, driving into the Coliseum, I mean, they had it roped off, you know, cordoned off like people going to a Raider football game. I couldn't believe people were going in there to get the vaccination. I was like, what? You know, morning, noon, and night, I was like CHP out there, you know, Caltrans and everything. And I'm looking at this and it's like just looking at the division they're setting up where we'll have these numbers of people that have went and uh, got the vaccination and those of us who are holding out, you know, for more information. You know, or, or just holding out period for whatever our position is. So that's why I was glad to hear which uh, the narrative about the, uh, the the men in the military. You know, uh, yes. a third of them, you know, you know, that are holding out. But yes, because sir. of what I would call a conspiracy theory is interesting when they turn they, they they turn the truth into a lie and try to flip the lie into the truth. Because when we think about it when i look at when I when i look at the i mean I have absolutely no confidence in in mainstream uh media because they flip the they they flip the script they divide the masses the people that are believers feel like they don't have a voice which is what this is all about when we're, we're we're trying to keep our free speech and we know the truth but the ones that are in the 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 the, the elite they're in control. Appear to be controlling the masses in the sense that they can control what we hear, and so there's a part of me that believes if you hear something, and if you hear something enough, you say something enough, whether it's true or not, they believe it's true, and they want to make the masses believe that it's true. But those of us who hold out and really know the truth, we may not necessarily have the platform that they have. But if we Stand on what you said earlier about the roots and growing and, and growing up. I can't recite it right now. We're, going, we're getting rooted and, and, and we're growing and we're growing larger. That's what's going to. That's that's the only answer that's going to keep us is, is our holy boldness. We're going to have to have holy boldness, like uh, like the Book of Acts. You know, to go out and spread this gospel everywhere to the point where we're going to have to make them come lock us up one hundred to, to the point where they have to understand that there's not enough jails to hold
2: us you know what you know, i I fully agree with you, I fully agree with you, my brother, that uh and and this is what a number of people are uh anticipating, so with every reaction, there is an equal and opposite reaction that is basically the law of consequences uh what you are talking about is anticipated. This is why we got to be very careful. I don't have the time to develop it, but I am going to bro. I'm going to I'm going uh, to proffer a, a basic framework here, and hopefully develop it in time because my heart is inclined to meditate on these things. We had a swing in the year 2020, beginning in 2019 and into 2020, a swing to the left. That swing to the left initiated a momentum that has brought us to this hour where all of the uh, powers have conglomerated, they have collaborated to create this postmodern narrative that you and I know is false, but with the power of the media and the power of government, it gets to impose it as if it's the truth. As you said, this was a consequence of the massive collaboration of the swing of the left The uh, New York Post already told us that this is what they were doing. They've exposed and confessed that they have been working on it since 2017 to make sure that they got got Donald Trump out of office. It worked. He's out. And what's implemented now is everything that the social justice warriors, the critical race theorists, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and of course the present administration wants because it's in total harmony with what we have been warning about a Marxist socialist uh, uh, neo uh, political uh, uh, takeover, which is happening, which historically has always been in opposition to two things freedom and the gospel. And so that's what you and I are experiencing. What you're about to see over the next two years which is where we need to be careful, prudent, and wise as believers and not get trapped by the dialectic once again, is the perilous pendulum swinging from the left and its outrageous exploits from 2019 to 2020 over to the right and its outrageous exploits of which we got just a little taste of it with the Patriot Patriots, uh, QAnon, and the Trumpsters Uh, right at the end of his uh, term and the uh, inauguration of Joe Biden. And so what happened at the Capitol building was a precursor of what you're going to see occurring over the next two years on the part of the right, because you and I know that the plantation is a left-right narrative that still keeps pushing everything in the wrong direction because it doesn't operate out of a gospel solution. I say all this to say that as you begin to see the emergence of methods and arguments and narratives to stand up against the uh, what will be obvious to everybody is wrong on the part of media censoring and, and punishing people. We still need to be careful to maintain that the solution is going to be the person and work of Jesus Christ, the gospel of his grace, and the word of God, so that we don't get trapped on the wrong side of the right who's going to do the same thing that the right and left side did. Until then.